0: We all know we're different, yet we're still acting like there's one way to do life. Let's talk about it. To find out your design and the designs of the people in your life, you can visit myhumandesign.com or download the My Human Design app in the App Store and on Google Play. The Human Design book is out today. I can't believe it. It's so amazing to me that we are living in a time where we have so many of us interested in becoming more of who we are and you know sometimes when you're in this journey of looking at yourself and wanting to grow wanting to be authentic I don't know about you but I sometimes question like is there really a point to this is this like some silly like kind of side hobby or whatever but when you really look at the journey of human evolution, and I love the way that they put it, is like we stand on the shoulders of everyone who came before us. And so just like our ancestors were in charge of you know, learning how to survive on the material plane. And then after that came people who learned how to create structures and learned how to create government. And then after that came people who created healthy laws for us. And then on top of that, fast forward, you had women fighting for liberation and people fighting for equality. And those things are obviously all still going on. But it's our luxury that we get to do this. And it's also our duty to do this as our generations for whatever the next collective task is going to come after this and so I just feel like you are in the right place at the right time that inner calling is what is wanted from you right now and um, I think that's such a beautiful thing to acknowledge is that you know this modality only came in 35 years ago 36 years ago there's a reason why it's become popular now there's a reason why it was only downloaded formulated channeled at the time that it was because nothing appears on this earth until we as a collective are a match for it and are ready for it so I think that's what's so beautiful about this book coming out it's not even about the book itself it's just about the fact that there were publishers that believed that there is a demand from this and that's because of all of us walking this path together
1: And when you say that this is what we're being tasked with as a collective, what would you sum up what that task
0: is? The task is being true to ourselves. And I think everything that we achieve as human beings has a positive way that it can be expressed and a negative way that it can be expressed. And so as great as it has been that we have set ourselves up as a society to function relatively well together right we have laws that keep us safe we have you know it's easy to set up a business like all those things and again you know there's positive ways that it has happened in negative ways but the task now is to almost look at the things that were that have become norms things that have become homogenous the ways that we've been all told to kind of fit into the things that we created where now I feel like the universe is like Okay, but these things were never bigger than you. They were just supposed to serve you. But constantly, constantly, over generations, you've become too samified, to fit into the very things that you created. And now, you know, every human is, is capable of so much more than we've ever witnessed in the world. You know, so many people that we think are extraordinary are actually what we're all capable of, like that level of talent, that level of potential, what we see as unusual or um, irregular. Like that's the kind of thing I think the universe is really trying to awaken in us is that we all become the most individuated versions of ourselves and unbecome all the things that are norms. And those go from like big to small, right? They go from, if you love to make pillows, you know, in your head, you think that that's never going to lead you anywhere. But in fact, it may change the world on a very tangible level. Um, Down to, you know, why do I think I need to um, get pregnant by a certain age? Because otherwise, I'm never going to get pregnant. Or why do I think that I have to um, read to be intelligent, like anything that just feels like it doesn't fit anymore. It's like trusting that voice that If it doesn't fit, there's a reason. It's not that there's something wrong with us. It's that's the universe saying, I want you guys to expand the edges of what a human being can look and feel and smell like and sound like and look like and do and achieve um, to bounds and to limits that we haven't even yet tested as a collective. And I think that, you know, like every movement, like every change in humanity, there's always some people who are brave enough or tasked with being the ones who go first. And it's it's these guys. It's us. It's it's you. It's me. It's everybody who's curious and more than just a normal, you know, cookie cutter type of path.
1: So what you're saying is it did serve us to a certain point as a humanity to sort of systemize the way things were done. When you become a mom, then you do this. Or mm-hmm. when you hit this age, then you get married. Like those things served us to a certain point. But what you're saying is we're no longer at that point. And when you say unusual, mm. you're not necessarily saying like you have to be this wacky person mm-hmm. in the corner. That no.
0: is so different. Can you? Yeah. Well, that was, it's interesting you say that because that was my real, my real fear with going into human design. Because when I quit my food business and told everybody I was going to start doing human design readings. I mean, you know, my dad said it to me like very affectionately, like if you were doing this 200 years ago, they would have like locked you up in a prison and called you crazy, you know, or you'd be like volunteering in the local monastery and people would have come and seen you there and you would have like been labeled an oracle, right? And so that's what kind of keeps us all, that's the fear that controls all of us and and it is a risk, right? Like, do we still belong? Are we still gonna be loved if we try on even the littlest things, you know? And so, you know, That is the misconception or the personal lie that we tell ourselves. Like We're just gonna become so weird and freaky and we're gonna be these like clowns in the corner that everybody laughs at. But the thing with all personal lies is that we kind of magnify them to the nth degree when if you make it really tangible, like okay, not furnishing your own home or doing it a different way, that's something that you can kind of play with even if you have that fear of being so weird and freaky or having criticism because like that's going at the pace of love that's doing it to the degree at any point in your journey just doing it to the degree that is like maybe a little scary maybe a little bit of a stretch but you feel like okay either I can come back from it or I can just try it this one time or that's a risk I'm willing to take or you know what actually my downside for this one is not as big as I actually am telling myself it is you know
1: And since we are talking about the book today, um, what do you feel like in the process of writing this book? Is there anything that you can point out to us as like even a micro example of
0: like the way you individuated in this process? Oh my gosh. I mean, the one that I find quite amusing is like even when we were talking about sharing the word of the book, like anyway, I'm not great at doing promo and it doesn't come naturally to me, especially not in an active way. But, you know, I've heard so many people over the years when they have a book come out and say, if this just helps one person, I'll be happy. And I thought about that. And I'm like, it's so funny because that voice didn't come from me. It's not an organic thought that I would naturally have. So why would I say that? And then I think about it again and I'm like, I actually don't mean that. I don't feel that. I, I want it to serve people, you know. And similarly, I'm not asking people to do me a favor by buying my book and supporting my book. I'm like, I actually just want the people who really want it to have it. You know, so those are two like micro, but I mean, every step of the way, it's been like these little things. Again, it's not like this huge thing that's been so crazy and wild and out there like we imagine, but just like, oh, if I have a, if I have a sort of like pre-designed way in my head of how I think this goes, let me sit back and think like, would I, would this naturally occur to me? And if not, then maybe don't do it and just try, you know?
1: Yeah. As someone that did see the whole process behind the scenes, it really was because I, like I said, I think people think it needs to be these like crazy, wacky, different things like, oh, you're like if you're saying individuate in the writing a book process, like, oh, like the book has to be like a hologram or something. Mm-hmm. That's like the wacky version. Mm-hmm. But no, it really was along the way you really questioning at every point. Mm-hmm. Is this how I would naturally do it? Or is this something that is being told is the way that mm. doesn't actually feel like the natural way for me. Yeah. And it was just an ebb and flow throughout the process. Mm-hmm. Would you say?
0: Yeah. And there's a, there's a, I mean, I have a, you know, there's such a long list of little things that I really just was like, if I feel them organically, I don't have to know why they're quote unquote right in this world for everyone or fight for why they're wrong or make a point and try to convince other people that I'm correct. It's just like, There is no correct with a capital C for everyone. There's just correct for you. And so even for me, you know, I've made it very clear, like I'm not an influencer. So things that I'm not going to do are paid collaborations. I'm not going to do sponsored products. I'm not going to do articles that are about my lifestyle because it's not what I'm about. So again, when you do those things that are true to you, people understand you and see you and what you're offering more clearly because you're not sending mixed messages to people. So that's why you have to be true to yourself because we are all energy readers and people who we interact with, who we serve, spot us more easily when we are putting out living according to how who we are naturally and how we're designed so it's like it's and it's insidious and we talk about this all the time where strategy and authority or just living your design is not like a one and done thing it's like every corner every decision it comes in it's like oh do you want to do this piece about your lifestyle no thank you you know what I mean and then to and then the next minute there'll be something else where I have to think about what would my natural self do if I didn't have any you know pre-thought kind of um, templates in my head what would naturally occur to me and then just again, at the pace of love, acknowledging when you can actually listen to that voice and also being gentle on yourself in the moments that you can't listen to that voice because there's too much at stake in your own head or real, in, in a real way, or when you're too afraid. And then you kind of just naturally sort of like gently talk yourself into it. But at least even if you haven't acted on it, you've already told the truth about really connected with already. What would my natural self do? What would my unthought through self do if I didn't have, we talk about, you know, people talk about the shoulds all the time, but this is what the shoulds are. Is like, the, the the status quo voice that is implanted in your head that says, you should say yes to doing a piece with these huge people just because they want to write about whatever. And I'm like, it's not about me. And that's fine if it is for some people, but I know it's not correct with a small C for me. And that's really where I think it's not even about what you do in this life. It's about when you're doing it. Are you using it as an opportunity to become your real self. So this book has served me because I've taken, I've understood it that way as a process that allows me to, okay, adjust and think about how would I do this if I was left to my own devices. And then I've gotten to know a newer, even more authentic version of myself because I've had the chance of asking myself that every day as I've gone along.
1: And that was the most important thing to you from Mm -hmm. the very beginning, Mm because if that's what you're going to share and encourage people to do with the content of the book, you had to lay that
0: groundwork and do it in that way for yourself. Absolutely. I was like, if I am not, even if it's scary, if I'm not being insanely pushing to be what I would naturally do, then I can't be giving people a book about this and not have that energy being seeded into it that not that I've got it all sorted out, but that I'm really working the process, like walking the talk Mm -hmm. essentially. Mm -hmm. And what do you hope like when people get this book in
1: their hand, because people are like going to be having it in their hands very Mm -hmm. soon. What do you see them doing with this? Like, what do you hope that like what do you imagine them using
0: this how in mm. their real life? Well, the first thing that's funny is that, you know, we basically had at least one DM a day about can I please write a book or what book do you recommend on human design or asking for us about book, you know, things to do with books and um it never and you know this Taylor like it never was a goal of mine to write a book until I was invited to write one. And in that moment, and I'd been invited before, but in that moment, it felt like what I'm really passionate about is making this very complicated science easy for people to implement. So my aim with the book is not to give you all this fancy sounding information that satisfies our minds because our minds are still addicted to being in charge and then just kind of feed our spiritual egos because we think we know all the information, but just to really make it actionable and tangible and just to make it so simple language. You know what I mean? Like the stuff that you could tell anybody, whether they were into spirituality or not, and just be like, these are some tools that help you see you better and just try them on for size. And what really what I resonated with with human design when I first found it was like I felt like such a failure because I wasn't getting all the spiritual checklist right. When I found that there was, when someone first told me there was a custom roadmap for me that I could follow, it clicked into place. And so I really hope that people feel, A, sort of um, confirmed back to them that who they think they are is who they are, you know, by reading about the qualities that they have and stuff. But then also like, okay, but these are the specific tools that are going to get you to your alignment. And it's not fluffy. And there is a space for fluffy. And I love surrender to the universe and trust life. And, you know, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. But let's also really ground it so that we can actually change our lives. In my 20s, I spent this you know, decade working myself silly and thinking there was something wrong with me because I just didn't know how to have faith that everything was going to work out or that the universe always has my back or that whatever the things are, which are also true, but I needed my kind of um, logical brain needed the breakdown and that here's how you do it. And so that's what I really want with the book. And I really want it to be something that just, you know, you can pull out and read your friend's gift to them, or you can just open it a random page and look for a gift of yours one day. Um, or, you know, have someone else at your house pick it up and not be intimidated by it too. And that was another thing when we talk about the unthought through self. I was like, no stars, no unicorns, no, you know, cutesy images on there. Like, I'm, you know me, I'm a scientist at heart before anything else. And so I wanted it to be a very approachable, very accessible book that doesn't make people feel like they have to be a spiritual cliche to like this, that they don't have to be some kind of special insider knowledge, like it's really for anyone who just wants to know more about themselves. And that's what I really hope um, the book can do is just to kind of normalize wanting to be who you are and take it out of that kind of elitist feel that it sometimes has.
1: Yes, and I love that you say um, something about being intimidated by Mm -hmm. the information because this is a very complex system and probably what a lot of people don't know because we have talked about how we found each other but we've never talked about the fact that for six years I consumed your content before I started working for Mm -hmm. you and I resonated with the way that you specifically spoke about this system for six years before and I've never, I've always been personally intimidated by the textbooks that are out there and not to say there's not a place for them because mm-hmm. there absolutely is. Mm-hmm. But I was really craving this book. Mm. I was, as a person, this is the kind of book that I would actually be able to use. Mm. And so I really appreciate that that is something that's important
0: to you. Mm. Well, it's funny that you say that because I'm now thinking of it. There's so many things. I'm now thinking of another thing that I did as my unthought thought through self through this process is... I wrote it as if we were sitting, talking to each other. And there's actually a note in the beginning of the book of like, I've written this text in a more colloquial way than normal books are written because I was like, it's so funny that when you write a book, you kind of get in your head and then you think you have to like write it a different way than you'd speak. And I was like, oh no, but what really resonates with me is when someone explains to me something with heart, like with passion, like why would I write that out? You know, Mm -hmm. and so and, you know, maybe you'll see in the book, there's a lot of like kind of Shakespearean type of words where I've like (laughs) made sentences up or like made verbs out of nouns. But it's in the hopes of explaining things that sometimes words aren't always capable of doing when we use them in the normal way. So um, I think that's just another way, like it's just come to me now, like to make it really just casual like between you and me to have intimacy in a book instead of all of a sudden I'm like writing so formally but I'm not like that ever oh my gosh I'm so glad you pointed that out
1: too because yeah and, and honestly knowing your audience too like they resonate in the way that you speak to them a lot of your conversation with them is through audio the whole app is audio the whole like when mm-hmm. you're communicating on Instagram it's audio so it really does feel like you
0: are speaking to them yeah. in the way that you speak about it which and you know what they all speak the same way like when I am interacting with someone I know at an event on Instagram people who email us I'm like god these people are just like they're just there's no like stiffness do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean there's like so much we both ways of communication are so heart based yeah you know so and I just hope that people feel this is really this is really it's selfish because I always dreamed of a world where we would understand each other this much. But it's but it's also just a very beautiful thing to know that you exist in a world where people want the same, have the same desires, the same values, the same things out of life. So as much as, you know, as much as we put out, it's also rewards me 25 times more because that young girl in me that one of her biggest wounds was not understanding people you know genuinely feeling misunderstood and but also more importantly not feeling like there was something wrong with me because I didn't get this whole game to now know the real game with a capital G and to be able to make that my life and to know that there are other people that feel the same way is really like that's what I mean it's selfish because it's just like God, how cool to be able to serve people in this way is like so, um, I mean, I never could have imagined it, you know, but then if I get this opportunity and I get this gift to be able to do what I love to do, why not do it the way that we would dream of doing it? Why not put so much heart into it if that's what I wanna do? If I wanted to write it formally, I would have done that too, but it's like, if you know what your passion is, you may as well give yourself the gift of doing it the way that you wanna do it, and that can be, you know, the receptionist in a hotel, it can be someone in a bank, it can be, you know, someone who makes the pillows, like it doesn't matter about what your passion is, it's about how much you you put into it that makes it successful or impactful or changes the subtlety of a company culture or something like that, you know. There's there's many ways I could have been a human design reader and it never would have become a thing if I hadn't done it with the passion that I have. If I'd made myself do it because I thought it was gonna be successful at the time, there was no chance of me thinking that. But it's, a, it's about people feeling our hearts and our service consciousness and our desire to feel something in life together. You know, And that's what I mean, like this is what this gives me, and I hope the book gives you this too, is like we're all feeling this thing together.